0: Welcome. You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for Audiobook News. Read from Audiophile Magazine, my name is Sarah. And this issue of Audiophile Magazine features some golden voices, so I thought we'd have a look at those interviews just to start off with. Starting with Kevin R. Free. What's your favorite thing about narrating audiobooks? I have to say, right now, my favorite thing about narrating audiobooks is that I get to read. I used to say that I was so busy prepping books to record that I never read for pleasure, but I misspoke all that time. Prepping the books is reading them, analyzing them, really getting to know them before I narrate them, and I have read so many wonderful books for work that I am grateful just to be reading, so my work really is a pleasure. Tell us about a memorable character you've given voice to and please name a couple of your favorite performances this is a difficult question i really enjoyed creating a first-person narration for noah the main character in a complicated love story set in space by sean david hutchinson he is a scared teenager with a bit of a sardonic edge i also find myself thinking about the cost of knowing by Brittany morris and the book of fatal errors by dashka slater a lot and how grateful i was to record those titles the reads I have done of Brandon Taylor, F.T. Lukens, and Hilton Als change my life every time. And, of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Martha Wells' Murderbot Diaries. Murderbot is the gift that keeps on giving. Where do you find your inspiration for accents or other aspects of your performance? I find myself practicing interesting voices after I hear them. I also like to Google image search character descriptions in books to see what faces come up. I just create voices based on what I see in Google Images or in my imagination. What's the funniest moment you've encountered in narrating audiobooks? It's always funny when I receive a file of the mistakes I made while recording. I always think, if I was reading the book when I recorded it, how is it that I didn't notice that I read Cat instead of that? One time I recorded a really fun book called Pastor Needs a Boo by Michelle Andrea Bowen. When my director Jenny Selig, shout-out to all the audiobook directors I have worked with, played back some of the crazy voices I was doing for the book, I couldn't stop laughing. I was afraid we'd get in trouble because the voices were so fun. And some essential listening for Kevin Arfree includes So This Is Ever After by E.T. Lukens, The Last Slave Ship by Ben Keynes, and The Late Americans by Brandon Taylor. Also... Fugitive Telemetry by Martha Wells And now for our next golden voice, Marin Ireland. What's your favorite thing about narrating audiobooks? Books were my whole world as a kid. I used to think maybe I'd be a novelist because all I ever did was read. I was so shy I never would have thought I'd become an actor. But once I did that for the first time at 11, the revelation was that I got to submerge myself fully inside a story and disappear. And with audiobooks, I'm not just one element of a story. I get to be everyone. And also, I have the honor of speaking the whole text, which is awe-inspiring to me. To enter into the writer's mind fully, I find it a truly sacred thing that, for many people, my speaking the story will be the only way they will encounter a book. It's a profound responsibility. Time goes away for me when I record. It's just pure joy and pure escape into the brand new world. I just love writers. I'm so grateful to them. Tell us about a memorable character you've given voice to, and please name a couple of your favorite performances. I love doing those two kids in Nothing to See Here. They were so vivid to me, and they cracked me up. I love doing teenagers the freedom in that. The Beartown series lets me splash around in a bunch of teenage brains, and that was pretty delightful, especially some doofy dudes. Getting to play boys and men is fun, since I don't get to do that in the rest of my career. I really got a kick out of Angel and Eve in Sleeping Beauties. Both of those voices felt like full physical performances, and I had a blast. Eve was right up on the mic, and I felt so powerful. Angel was kind of a big swing, but I just heard her immediately. I'm very instinctual and almost never plan a voice. I see who they sound like in my head when I'm reading the text to myself. Most writers give you so many clues, the characters just start talking in my head, and I just let them out. Where do you find inspiration for accents or other aspects of your performance? The boring answer is DialectsArchive.com, the best, exhaustive, and totally fascinating collection of real people from all over the world. That's if I need a brush-up or some help. But honestly in the moment usually whoever pops into my head first whether it's a friend or a well-known actor or personality that's the best bet for keeping it consistent for me and like a fun little secret that only i know what is the funniest moment you've encountered in narrating audiobooks a common and hilarious thing when i was recording at home in my closet during the height of covid was having to pause repeatedly for my cat She did not enjoy being on the other side of a closet door and listening to me, so she insisted on well-timed yowls to get back at me. There are a few editors out there who I'm sure have enjoyed some high-quality operatic feline underscoring, and some of the essential listening for Marin Island includes Nothing to See Here by Kevin Wilson, Sleeping Beauties by Stephen King and Owen King, This Time Tomorrow by Emma Strauss, leave the world behind by Ruman alum and bear town by frederick backman and our last featured golden voice is nicholas bolton what's your favorite thing about narrating audiobooks i love a good story and getting to voice the characters that pop up on the page and being the one to bring them to vivid life in the listener's ear is its own reward narrating has also seriously expanded my library I've read books across the genre spectrum that I might have never consciously chosen, and have found some real gems along the way. Tell us about a memorable character you've given voice to, and please share a couple of your favourite performances. Any of Dickens's or Wilkie Collins's characters would be a shoe-in here, but if I were forced to choose, I would have to be the slippery serpentine Uriah Heap from David Copperfield. Honourable mention goes to the outrageous Darien from Alexis Hall's Glitterland. Where do you find inspiration for accents or other aspects of your performance? I'm an audio magpie. Can't help it. I'll be listening for and subconsciously sorting and storing character voices at every waking moment. Old movies are a particular favourite gold mine that I love to plunder. Overheard conversations on public transport can be very useful, too. You have been warned. What is the funniest moment you've encountered when narrating an audiobook? I can't think of any one event or mishap that has stood out as side-splittingly funny in the hours and hours and hours of recording that I've done, but I do enjoy the between-take banter that I have with the various producers I have worked with, especially with John Foley, my long-suffering producer, on most of my recordings for Naxis audiobooks. And essential listening for Nicholas Bolton includes David Copperfield by Charles Dickens, Dead Souls by Nikolai Gogol, Glitterland by Alexis Hall, Justine by Lawrence Durrell, and The Dead Secret by Wilkie Collins. Okay, now let's move on to some fiction title reviews. The New Life by Tom Crew, read by Freddie Fox. British actor Freddie Fox gives a riveting performance of this historical novel. In 1894 London, Henry and John set out to write a scientific book criticising Britain's unjust sodomy laws. They each have personal reasons for the undertaking, and when Oscar Wilde is arrested in the middle of it, the trial brings the tension between them to a head. Fox's narration is brimming with life and movement. Listening to it feels like watching a play. He gives Henry and John wonderfully distinct voices that highlight their different personalities and takes equal care with the rest of the characters. His attention to detail, along with his ability to capture the smaller shifts in accent and tone, is sublime. A triumphant performance of a complex, thought-provoking book. It's available from Simon Schuster Audio. 13 and a half hours long, unabridged. Trade edition, digital download. ISBN 978 for twenty three ninety nine. Pineapple Street by Jenny Jackson, read by Marin Ireland. Narrator Marin Ireland excels at depicting the insular, privileged world of a Stockton family in contemporary Brooklyn Heights in this debut audiobook. Ireland gracefully takes listeners into an exclusive milieu of private schools, galas, and grand townhouses while beautifully conveying the frailties and emotional confusion that render this family relatable. In alternating chapters, Ireland expresses the nuanced perspectives of sisters Georgiana and Darley and their sister-in-law, Sasha. Ireland seamlessly shifts her tone and effect to bring forth Georgiana's panic disorder and anguish over a love affair. Darley's distress about her husband's job loss and Sasha's difficulties with fitting into her husband's world. Ireland provides an authentic characterization for every supporting personality and sets a consistent yet propulsive pace, a surprisingly relatable family saga. Available from Penguin Audio eight and a half hours unabridged. Trade Edition Digital Download ISBN nine seven eight zero five nine. Three six seven zero six two zero for twenty two fifty books on tape as the library edition digital download ISBN nine seven eight zero five nine three six seven zero six three seven for ninety five dollars. The guest lecture by Martin Riker read by Vanessa Johansen Vanessa Johansson's thoughtful delivery makes this ratiocinative novel come alive. Johansson portrays Abigail, a feminist academic, in an ironic and angsty tone. Having been turned down for tenure, Abigail, an economist, spends a sleepless night prepping for a speech and examining her life and career, especially what went wrong. She's joined by an imaginary John Maynard Keynes, on whose work she's about to lecture. Curiously, Keynes is not given a British accent. Johansson captures all the worry and complaint in the main character's dramatic monologues. This brief audiobook is captivating as it portrays a soul in conflict, while at the same time satirizing academia. It's available from Tantor Media, 5.75 hours unabridged. Trade Edition Digital Download for 1749. Mame by Jessica George, read by Heather Agupong. Heather Agupong portrays Maddie's dilemmas as a modern woman of two worlds, her current one England and the one her parents emigrated from Ghana. Pong is a soft-voiced, melodious narrator who brings across the intersectionality of identity that children of immigrants confront. She captures the turbulent experience of an adult child who is dealing with a parent's illness. Maddie's father's descent into Parkinson's triggers a self-reckoning that sends her down unexpected avenues of the past. Pong makes this self-exploration sympathetic and heartfelt. Her gently delivered, nuanced performance will make listeners feel as though they are listening to a friend describe her latest problems. It's available from Macmillan Audio, 10.25 hours unabridged. Trade Edition Digital Download, ISBN 978 for $26.99 Big Swiss by Jen Began, read by Rebecca Lohman Carlotta Brenton, Stephen Graybill, Joy Mansky, and Matt Pittenger. Multiple narrators perform the story of a transcriptionist who falls for a client of her employer, a sex coach. Working from home, Greta doesn't see the clients whose therapy sessions she transcribes, but she recognizes their voices. She's drawn to Flavia, whom she refers to as Big Swiss. Upon meeting her in person, Greta develops a relationship with her. Using a false name and omitting her prior knowledge, she struggles with guilt while trying to keep Flavia in her life. Rebecca Lohman captures Greta's sardonic personality. Carletta Brenton and Stephen Grable skillfully deliver Flavia's frank expressions and Om's slightly pretentious demeanor. Scattered throughout are snippets of therapy sessions with other patients who are superbly performed by Joyous Mansky and Matt Pittenger. Available from Simon and Schuster Audio, 11.25 hours unabridged trade edition at digital download. ISBN 9781797149288 for $23.99. And moving on now, let's take a look at some mystery and suspense titles. It's One of Us by J.T. Ellison, read by Julia Whelan. Julia Whelan navigates the emotional issue of infertility with empathy and compassion. She allows desperation into her voice as Olivia Bender's latest fertility treatment fails. Ironically, Olivia's husband was a sperm donor decades ago and has 28 offspring. Now, children who are curious about their parentage form a Facebook group with DNA tests proving their relationships. One of them is a killer. Olivia feels betrayed by her spouse, but she also has secrets that could end her marriage. Whelan's skill in revealing them is impressive. As the chase for the killer progresses, Whelan adds tension by increasing her delivery speed. In an author's note, Allison divulges her own infertility struggles, adding more emotional depth to the story. It's available from Harlequin Audio, 11 and a half hours unabridged. Trade edition at digital download ISBN nine seven eight one four eight eight two one eight zero nine five for twenty seven ninety nine Burnham Wood by Eleanor Catton read by Saskia Marleveld. What a listening experience this is! one that grows more compelling chapter by chapter. Author Eleanor Catton and narrator Saskia Marleveld are both at their peak here and are perfectly matched in sensibility and skill. Catton's last novel was a historical picaresque, the 2013 Booker Prize winner, The Luminaries, memorably narrated by Mark Meadows. Here, in the contemporary world of drones and tracking devices, Marleveld assumes the voices of eco-warriors, a predatory billionaire, a hapless New Zealand lord, and his sharp-eyed lady. Marlevel's delivery is matchless, fluent, and sensitive to the finest nuances of a story whose every turn is unexpected yet entirely plausible. It's an outstanding act of balance and a remarkable feat of execution for author and narrator alike. It's available from Audible at a length of 12.75 hours unabridged. Trade Edition, digital download for $24.95. The Kind Worth Saving, by Peter Swanson, read by Keith Sharabaika, Kathleen Early, Helen Laser, and Mickey Shiloa. Four narrators coordinate their performances perfectly in this cleverly crafted audiobook about a flawed private detective who becomes involved in the machinations of a woman from his distant past. In this sequel to The Kind Worth Killing, narrator Keith Sharabaika does most of the heavy lifting as the voice of Henry Kimball. The former teacher and policeman, Kimball, slowly pieces together the motivations of the woman who has hired him to expose her cheating husband. Helen Laser delivers the backstory of a manipulative client, while Mickey Shalowa is totally convincing as her gullible husband. Kathleen Early reprises her role from the earlier novel, returning as the disturbed Lily. The construction of the novel seems confusing at first, but it all comes together beautifully. It's available from Harper Audio, eight and a half hours long, unabridged. Trade Edition at digital download, ISBN 978 for twenty seven ninety nine. The Detective Uplate, Sean Duffy, Book 7, by Adrian McKinty, read by Jared Doyle. In this final installment of a Sean Duffy series, it's fitting that a Duffy regular narrates jared doyle has a fabulous brogue and the ability to deliver a sly joke and dialogue between an irishman and a scot with equal facility the plot set in belfast during the troubles revolves around a missing girl and the men she seduced the story also encompasses a russian double agent and detective sergeant duffy's retirement from the royal ulster constabulary as well as his family his love affair with music and the arts and his wickedly erudite sense of humor Listeners who are new to the series will want to start at the beginning. Those who know DS Duffy will come to miss him. It's available from Blackstone Audio, nine and a half hours unabridged trade edition, digital download for twenty-four forty-seven. Also available as CD or MP3. Independent Square, Arkady Renko in Ukraine, by Martin Cruz Smith, read by Jeremy Bob. Jeremy Bob provides an exceptional narration of Smith's latest Arcady Renko procedural. Detective Renko, who originally appeared in Gorky Park, is tasked with finding a missing woman who may have been persecuted for her anti-government political stance. Meanwhile, Renko is facing the loss of Tatiana, his lover who has left him. Renko is also facing early stages of Parkinson's disease, a development that forces him to question his purpose in life. The action occurs against the backdrop of Putin's aggressive moves towards Ukraine, giving a tone of real-time urgency to the proceedings. Bob's performance embraces the audiobook's noir tone, providing a weathered, world-weary pacing to the proceedings while deftly handling the various Russian accents. He gives the characters both the requisite hardened outlook and heart. It's available from Simon & Schuster Audio, six hours long, unabridged. Trade Edition Digital Download ISBN nine seven eight one seven nine seven one five six seven nine eight for nineteen ninety nine. And let's finish off with some contemporary culture titles. Poverty by America by Matthew Desmond, read by Dion Graham. Dion Graham is a master of non-fiction narration. He knows exactly when to pause, sets off quotations flawlessly, and brings exquisite emotion to the text. Here, Graham varies his pacing to complement the flow of Matthew Desmond's writing, whether he's describing the depth of American poverty, the history of why poverty exists in such a wealthy country, or the heart-rending examples of poverty's effects on real people. Desmond debunks old tropes surrounding poverty. For example, he says the poor are not lazy and idle. They often work several jobs to stay afloat. He urges listeners to become poverty abolitionists in order to end their, this national disgrace. As in their previous pairing, Evicted, two thousand sixteen, Graham performs with energy and intensity, matching Desmond's outrage. It's available from Random House Audio, five point seven five hours unabridged trade edition digital download. ISBN nine seven eight zero five nine three six six eight zero six one for twenty two fifty. Books on Tape as the Library Edition. Digital Download ISBN 978 59 for 6650. The Great Displacement: Climate Change and the Next American Migration by Jake Bittle, read by Matt Godfrey. Matt Godfrey is an exceptionally good narrator for this audiobook outlining the existing and looming changes that climate change will bring to the US. His rough-edged, somewhat reedy voice is expressive enough to keep the listener's attention. Along with subtle and effective variations, he makes emphasis clear. The audiobook covers significant climate-induced impacts ranging from droughts to floods and fires that will drive a great migration to more livable areas of the country. It also covers what will happen to those livable areas and who will be able to afford to live there. This is an excellent, necessary audiobook. Godfrey's performance makes it a riveting one, appropriately alarming without being alarmist. Available from Simon & Schuster Audio, 10.5 hours, unabridged. Trade Edition, Digital Download, ISBN 978-179-7153827 for $23.99. Life in Five Senses, How Exploring the Senses Got Me Out of My Head and Into the World by Gretchen Rubin, read by Gretchen Rubin. Fans of a self-proclaimed happiness bully, Gretchen Rubin, will be excited by her latest foray into living purposefully. Rubin uses a conversational approach to inform listeners how focusing on our five senses can help enhance daily moments of joy. Fans of her podcast and other audio titles will be in familiar territory here. Rubin's pace is precise, measured and considered she is passionate about the information she's gathered and deliberate in her desire to transfer all this knowledge some might wish for a slightly faster pace of delivery reuben has made a career of being a friendly advice-giver and here she shines it's available from random house audio 11 hours long unabridged trade edition digital download isbn 9780593740842 for twenty two fifty. Books on Tape as a Library Edition Digital Download ISBN nine seven eight zero five nine three seven four zero eight five nine for ninety five dollars. Code Gray Death Life and Uncertainty in the ER by Farzan A Navi, read by Aidan Hakimi and Farzan A Navi. Dr. Navi processes a myriad of experiences as an an emergency room doctor, and narrator Aidan Hakimi effectively channels the author's reflectiveness and compassion. Just like the doctor we would wish for in a crisis, Hakimi sounds assured and calm as he delivers terrible stories with careful attention and kindness. Dr. Navi puts himself in others' shoes. What would it be like for a husband to enter the ER and see that no one is trying to revive his wife? It's a compelling listen with Hakimi's perfect tone and pacing as he navigates us through the stories of people who end up in the ER because they can't afford health care or they're homeless. It's available from Simon and Schuster Audio six point two five hours unabridged, Trade Edition Digital Download, ISBN nine seven eight one seven nine seven one four four zero five four for seventeen ninety nine. And that's it for me. Thank you for joining us for Audiobook News. My name is Sarah. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.